honor is one word that I, me and my wife, we have discovered great treasure from that word, honor. Mm. The first commandment that has blessing is honor. Mm. Honor. Honor your father and your mother that your life may be long. The first commandment that has blessings, promises. So if you honor people in your relationship, God loves that so much. And that is one thing I want to share with you today that I have opened my eyes to see that there's a need to honor people in my life. Even my pastors who raised me up, if you ask them in China, we named our churches in China after their names. You honor people in your life. Honor them. If you have your parents alive, honor them. Call them from time to time and say, I love you. I love you. If you have good friends in your life, honor them. Don't talk bad about your friends. Even when they make mistakes, they are human beings. Try to honor them. Try to make sure they, they feel that you are their best friend. There are people who will tell you everything. Even when they have blown it up, they will come and say, if I tell her, she will not destroy me. I'm going to tell her everything. They will trust you the truth. Because you are such a faithful person. You are not using the opportunity of their life to destroy them. That is what we are talking about today. Relationship and honor. And then God will give you a master key. <laughs> because this master key, he cannot give to careless people. Because careless people can, can destroy others with some precious things in their hands. When God wants you and the way you relate to people, it's very good he will give you a master key. Yeah. He'll give you a master key. Yeah. And that key is what I'm going to talk about today. Yeah. The key. The master key. That key will open and nobody can shut it. Yeah. When it shuts, nobody can open it. Yeah. It's called the key of David. Amen. And Jesus is the son of David. Yeah. And Jesus inherited that key. The key that opens and nobody can shut it anymore. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If we have a master key in this world, you know that, you know that we have a master key. We have keys that can open doors. You know, they're called master keys. They can open not only one door, many doors. So when the keys are lost, we go for the master key. We can open other doors. And there's a master key in the spirit. And there's also a master door in the spirit. There's a door that God will open for you. Then your life is open to progress. Your destiny is open. See that? There are people in this life who, if you see them and their progress, they will tell you that their story. They said, when I was born, my father died. I didn't have anybody to train me. I struggled. I was doing this, I was doing that. In order to pay my school fees, I struggled. But I came to know the Lord. I came to know Jesus. And from that point on, this happened. I went to the university. I came out. I graduated. I landed a job. A job that paid me. And I had a good finances, income. I got married. I have children. I have this. I have that. Then they show you what they have. You begin to look that this is a person that has no parents. This kind of testimony will will make you to feel, oh my God, God is so wonderful. Mm -hmm. You see that? Because there's a master key they received in their life. Mm -hmm. The key that opened their destiny. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. You see, if you read in the Bible, let somebody read for me in Jeremiah 29, 11, where you like to read, you will see that there is a promise to bless you already, but you need a key to fulfill that destiny. Somebody read that place for me. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, <laughs> says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and hope. Amen. Wonderful. For I know a thought which I have for you, that you, they are put your name there. That you, they are represent everyone who loves Jesus and who is born again. There is no exception. God is not a respecter of man. No matter where you come from, that you is you. It is talking about you. God says the thoughts he has for you has no evil in it at all. Amen. That it has peace. And it is the thought that he wants to prosper you and give you a future. Amen. Now, Amen. he has made that promise. It is like a promise note. It is like a provision. A provision in the constitution. You know that every constitution has a provision for citizens. These citizens, the citizens of Nigeria, shall be protected from foreign aggression, from this and that and that and that. Those things are provisions. This is promise is for you. But some people may live dying without fulfilling the promise. Why? Because they do not know how to get these promises fulfilled in their lives. They have no knowledge. They have no knowledge that the promise can be in the book forever without it coming to pass, except you do something, which I'm going to explain to you. There was a man called Lazarus. The Bible called him the son of Abraham, but he he was at the gate begging, begging for bread when he was a son of Abraham. All the blessings God had belongs to Abraham. And this man was a son of Abraham, but he was begging from the rich man. The rich man also was a son of Abraham. That means that this man did not know what belonged to him. He wouldn't have been begging others. It was when he died that heavens sent angels to come and lift him up. The same heavens that honored him when he died, honored him when he was alive. But he did not know it. So that is what we are talking about. We are talking about connecting you to your blessings. Amen. 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 There's a key that will connect you to your blessings. Key means knowledge. You see, a boy who is 21 Going to 22, 23, 24, 25, the father left inheritance for him when he died. He kept that inheritance for him and he said, when you grow up to 21 years, take the key, go to the bank, there is money there for you. I kept for you. I have properties for you, but you cannot get this things until you are mature. There's a car there for you. The boy might be 30, 40, 50 if he does not go to take the key. If he does not go to the bank and withdraw the money, he will still be begging money. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. So the Bible is a book of promises for me and you. And all the promises are here and amen. You can get them. And if you have the right key, you will get everything. Now today, look, let me show you those God has given 
the key of David. You know why we call it the key of David? Because David touched the heart of God and God gave him the key. God gave him the key. Look at what almost everything David did, God just forgave him. And God loved David so much because God said that David was the man after his heart. David touched the heart of God. So David got the key. Now, let's go to the Bible. I, uh, I read Isaiah 22, 20 to 22. The Lord revealed this key. That's the first blessing. He reveals the key as he gave it to a leader. A young leader that loved the Lord. A young leader that loved the Lord. His name was called Eliakim. He was a man of God. And then the Lord gave him the key. Uh, in Isaiah 22, now 20 says, And it shall come to pass in that day that I will call my servant Eliakim, the son of Hekiah, and I will clothe him with thy robe, and strengthen him with thy ghetto, and I will commit thy government unto his hand. And he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and to the house of Judah, and the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder. So he shall open, and none shall shut. And he shall shut, and none shall open. Somebody say, Amen. Now, if God did it for Eliakim, he can do it for you. Amen. Amen. So the key is available. So there's a key that is available. There's a key. Some people will say, oh, I'm also a child of God. But if you don't ask for it, how can you get it? It's for those who ask. Today you will ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So that is why we study to show ourselves approved. Because when we study, we know what belongs to us. Amen. There are experts of the Constitution. They will call them the constitutional, the constitutional lawyers. They study the constitution of a nation that they know whatever that constitution provides. So if you consult them, they will tell you what the constitution can do for you. Even like your own constitution in the Philippines, there's a lot of promises there for citizens. If you are abroad, you don't know anything about it, you won't get anything about it. But if you ask the lawyers or you buy one and study it, you will know that the constitution of your country has provided you a lot of things. Mm. It's everything like me, like every other country. But what is the constitution of heaven? It is the book, the Bible. The Bible is where God provided the promises for you. Treat the Bible like that. Don't look at the Bible as a novel, as a book. You read apart. Treat it as this is what God the government of heaven writes down what God promises to you. Somebody say amen. amen. If you read it very well, you see that long life is there. Hallelujah. Amen. Life. If you read it very well, you see that prosperity is there. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. If you read it very well, you, you see that healing is there. Amen. amen. If you read it very well, you see that wisdom is there. Amen. 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 If you read it very well, you see that strength. So you can get all those things from the Bible. Now, look at it. God says, number one, what is it promised to Eliakim? Let's use him as an example to see what God promises to us. He said, I will clothe him with the, thy robe, 
God will clothe you with righteousness. Clothing, spiritual clothing is righteousness. When God picks a man or a woman like he has picked you and me, he will clothe you with righteousness. The righteousness you have is not your own. It is God's own righteousness. Mm -hmm. We receive the gift of righteousness when Christ died for us. Mm -hmm. See that we receive his own righteousness. He took our own unrighteousness and gave us his own righteousness. Mm -hmm. You can see that in 2 Corinthians 5, 21. He that knew no sin was made sin that we who have sinned might be called the righteousness of God. Amen. Amen. You see how the person who has no sin take our own sin and then give us righteousness. That is marvelous, isn't it? He that has no sin took our own sin and gave us his own righteousness and that we might be called the righteousness of God in him. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. So stop saying that you are unrighteous. Stop calling yourself a sinner. If you believe that place, if you believe that place and you fulfill it and you are born again, then your sin has been taken away from you. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. So your sin has been taken away. So you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Because in him, there's no sin. In Christ, and if you are in Christ, why do you? In him, there's no sin. In him, there's no death. In him, there's no evil. So, take it by faith. I know you are still struggling with the world because you are in the world, but remember faith. If you take it by faith, God will honor your faith as if it is true, completely. That my faith is very wonderful. He said, without faith, nobody can please God. How can I call myself a righteous person that's what you ask every day. How can I call myself a righteous person? I make mistakes every day. You are not taking it by faith. That's not faith. If you take it by faith, you will believe it. You will not look at the things around you. There's a song we had today, If Madness is Around You. <laughs> you see that? You call on this, on this there, and something happens, right? Mm -hmm. Faith means that I am living in a world full of sin. If I trust in a God that is greater than sin, that yeah. has done something about it, mm. and I stay there, I stay there by faith. I'm not thinking about me being like that. No, I stay. Even when I make a mistake, I confess my sin to Him, and then I stay there with my faith. Mm. I call myself the righteous. I call myself what God calls me. Remember that. Call yourself what God called you. Stop looking at. The situations around you. If you continue to look at the situation around you, you will not be able to get the right key. You'll be using the key of the world to treat yourself. Look at a good, a good example. Do you know that word called scent? Scent. S-A-I-N-T. Whenever Paul talks about the church, the church in Philadelphia, the church in Corinthians, the church in Ephesus, the church, he called them the saints, the saints, the saints of God, the saints. Mm. This church, we call them the saints of all of you are saints. What is the saints? The saints means that your sins are forgiven. Amen. You are going to heaven. Amen. You see that? So if the Bible called you, say, call yourself that. And stop seeing everything 
you do as sinful. No. Call yourself what the Bible calls you. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen? Amen. Say, I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God. Amen. You know that the righteousness of God is not what you work for. It is a gift. Yes. If God thinks that you are okay to receive the gift, don't, don't worry with the other arguments, you know. God thinks you are able to receive the gift. Okay. So, my righteousness is a gift. That is the reason why Israel fell. Israel fell because the Bible said they left the righteousness that is by faith. And they are trying to use their own righteousness by work. They want to work and then God will approve them by their work. God said it is impossible for man to work and I approve him by his work. Impossible. Receive the one Jesus has done for you. Amen. Hallelujah. So that is the one. Now look at it here. And I will clothe him with thy robe. Robe means righteousness. The robe of righteousness. And strengthen him with the ghetto. Ghetto means belt. The belt of truth. 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 The belt. You see that? When you are wearing your belt, you get yourself. Truth is what, truth is what holds your power together. A belt is very important if if your dress is is a little oversized, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you, you use your belt. You use truth to gather things together. Then I will commit thy government. Wow, that is powerful. Unto his hand. God is giving you government. Government means ability to order things. Ability to order things. You don't allow things to be in disorder. You have the ability to order them. That is government. It's called dominion. Alright? And he shall be a father to inhabitants of Jerusalem. God is the one who gives us the position, the offices. He made him a father. And to the house of Judah. And the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder. So he shall open and none shall shut, and he shall shut and none shall open. What is the key of David? The key of David is a spiritual authority mm. that enables you to do things and nobody has power to alter what you have done. Amen. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. See, now when God gives you the key of David, you can open, nobody can close it anymore. That is very powerful. You have seen that. I want to show you in the New Testament as well. In the book of Revelation 3 7. Let's go there. Let somebody help me out with Revelation 3 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right? This things says, He who is holy, he who is true. Yes. He who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. Hallelujah. So now, now. The New Testament in Revelation 37 has now opened our eyes. We now know who it is that has actually has that key now. Mm -hmm. Who is it that actually has that key now? Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. It's no more David. David does not have that. It is Jesus who has that key now. Hallelujah. How will we have it if Jesus has it? Remember that Jesus, anything that has to do with Jesus, when you hear it, begin to be happy and rejoice because it is for you. Hallelujah. Everything about He was born for you. He died for you. He resurrected for you. Everything Jesus was for 
Amen. Amen. In the lap of God. Mm. He didn't come for himself. It was for mm. you. Amen. If he got a key, it was for you. Amen. If he won against the devil, it was for you. Mm. If he came back from the dead, it was for you. The Bible says, Jesus rose from the dead on the third day for my justification. Amen. You see that? His resurrection was for you. That is why Jesus did not die for himself. He didn't get anything for himself. Amen. Everything he got was for me and you. Amen. In fact, if I preach this topic, you will. Oh, even when Jesus resurrected unto heaven, the Bible said it was on our behalf. Hallelujah. The Bible called him a forerunner mm. on our behalf. Amen. He has gone to heaven as a forerunner on our behalf. Mm. And that is the greatest evidence that we will go to heaven. Why? Jesus, our forerunner, is in heaven already. Somebody shout hallelujah. If somebody, if people are asking you whether you know whether you will go to heaven or not, don't answer like the Buddhists and the and the, and the, and the who say that, oh, oh, we don't know, we don't know whether the Muslims even say that they don't know whether they will go to heaven or not. But the Christians know. Right? How do we know? Jesus, my forerunner, is already in heaven on my behalf. So I know I will be there. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. That is fantastic. Let me see in the book of Hebrew. Hebrews, Hebrew has it. I want to show you where you get it because it's very important you see the scripture. Where you get this thing so that when the enemy touches you, you blow him up. Immediately he touches you, you blow him up. Amen. Next time he will never try to touch you anyhow. Yes, in the book of Hebrews 6. 19 and 20 will show you that Jesus is your forerunner mm -hmm. and he has gone to heaven to wait for you. He has gone to heaven already for you. The Bible says on our behalf. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil, where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus having become high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Our forerunner has already entered heaven for us. Amen. So you will follow when the time comes. Don't be afraid whether you will be there or not. He has already entered for you. But always know that that's for me. In fact, some interpretation said, on my behalf. On my behalf. You see that? Amen. He didn't enter the heaven this second time for him because he was already born in heaven. He should have been there forever. But he came to enter it for you and for me. That is powerful. That is powerful. That is powerful. Oh, hallelujah. So he has the key of David. Revelation 3, 7. Reveal who has the key of David now. It was not Eliakim. Eliakim had it as a shadow in the Old Testament. But now, who has it? Jesus, the Son of God. And he had it on our behalf. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. So now, the moment you tell somebody, I have Jesus, you are saying that you also have the key. Amen. Now, but you have to know that you have the key, but you have Jesus. Let me show you this in... Colossians, let's go to Colossians 1, we're going to read 26 and 27 together, then you will see that Jesus is the hope for everything, the glory and everything you are looking for, Jesus is the hope. Let somebody 
The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, uh -huh. but now has been revealed to the yes. yes. Uh -huh. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery yes. among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of the glory. The mystery is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The mystery. Mystery means something that is so precious that it is closed. It's locked up on the appointed this mystery is closed. What is that mystery? That Jesus, who has the key of David, will live in you. You see that? That is the mystery that was covered. It was not made open before because God hid it for you. That the one who has the key to open and no one will close it, and when he closes, no one will open it. That person who has the key is now living in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you walk with Jesus, you will open any door. Amen. Walk with him. Don't ignore him. Walk with him. He is in you. He is close. A friend that is closer than a brother. Amen. So the Bible told us, it's still there. It tells us, the Bible tells us in Romans 8, if you read 32, it said we will with Jesus along with Jesus, do everything. That means that if you want to open a door, you want to open, open a door, how do you open it? You will not ignore Jesus. He, he is having the key, and he is in you. Then you pray a prayer and say, Lord Jesus, in your name, I open this door. And then the door will open for you. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. What are the doors that you should open in your life? What are those doors? You know what I, I call doors? Doors means an opening whereby you will access or enter the inner place. What is the opening you are looking for in life? When it is a time for you to get something, you need an open door to get such a thing. For example, if it's a time for you to, to go to school, that's number one. You need an admission entrance. If it's a time for you to get married, you need an approval. You need, you need an agreement. It's an open door. If you have an open door, you will see that happen in your life. If it has not happened, you can ask for that open door to have a family. Then, how about if you want to have property? You want to have property, don't think it is impossible for you to have your own house. It's not impossible. Ask God for an open door. What we're talking about is practical, practical Christianity. We're not talking about when you go to heaven, when you go to heaven. How about here? You want to live here like a, like Lazarus who was begging when he was a, a, a child of God and, and a child of Abraham. The person he was begging was also a child of Abraham. Children of Abraham should have rights. They are co-heirs to the inheritance of Abraham. And you can be a heir without knowing that you're a heir. You, you'll be begging. Why should you be begging? That is why some of us, when we remember who we are in Christ, we pray prayers that you pray such a prayer, even if it, when you fast, some people say we are fasting, we are fasting. I ask them, why are you? What are you fasting? They don't know what they are fasting for. They just fast, fast. If you fast for a door to open for you, that's a very good fast. Amen. Amen. Don't continue to fast and fast and fast. 
as a religious um, you know obligation you know i call them say what you are fasting for 21 days i said what is the need in your what can you fast yeah. they don't know what they're fasting yeah before you fast write out one thing at least that you want to happen amen put amen. it before the lord amen and say i will fast amen. i will not eat until i hear from god amen. that this thing is done then the fasting is directed, directed. Yes. yes you see that yes so this is what you're talking about open doors in your life do you know what the devil frustrates people from entering their houses their next levels because of what he knows about those people mm. remember what happened with job the devil will tell God, look at Job has done this. Job that you know he was accusing Job and caused Job to suffer so much. You can see that that was written for our example. God made that one for everybody to see how the devil worked against him. So if you are struggling and struggling, then it's if you get a key, <laughs> if you get this key of David, if you get Jesus, the son of David to open for you who is the devil in hell who can close that door amen. the devil cannot at all amen. Come on, say amen. amen the only problem is that so many of us want to open by ourselves mm. you go to the internet you are looking at mr handsome you go to those people there you say i don't have a job they are the agents you depend on them Children of God don't get things the way the world gets things. Mm. The world may succeed in those type of things. Mm. If a child of God who has the Spirit of God has another way, mm. the Bible says, the righteous shall live by, by his faith. faith. Hallelujah. Amen. That is another way. We don't go to steal. We don't go to look at them. We don't go to the parties and drink and then meet people there. No. We don't do those. Those things work for them in the world because the Lord says they are dying anywhere, you know, because they don't know God. So they are eating what is left out. But for you who knows the Lord, make up your mind what you want and ask for the key of David. And open that door. Mm. and say today i have opened the door of wealth i will never be poor again in my life amen. and god will say amen my son mm. somebody yeah. shout hallelujah Jabez did it and it worked mm. Jabez was poor Jabez was poor he was angry was full of pain mm. but one day he was tired of being being low in the spirit he went to god and got that key amen, amen. amen. got that key and when we open God, they gave inheritance and mm. they increased his his what? He said, increase my territory. Did God hear him? Yes. Yeah, the Bible said God heard him. God gave him more territories, more properties, more houses, and removed his pen. Mm. Now look at it. See the simple truth here is the one who has the key. Is your best friend, Amen. and he's living. Hallelujah. Amen. He is a friend that is closer than a brother. That is called best mm. friend. Mm. A friend that is closer than a brother is called my best friend. Mm. He is living in you. He is not far. If you cry, he is there listening. Mm. 
if you sigh, he hears. Mm-hmm. But have you for one day tell him to walk with you? Because the Bible says we are supposed to, along with Jesus, do everything. Mm. If God has given you the Son of God, what else will he not with Jesus give to you? Amen. Remember what the Bible says, with Jesus. Mm. Not when you abandon him, you are pursuing your shoes and your and, and everything. <laughs> you abandon him, he's no more this thing you want to get. No. With Jesus, get everything. Hallelujah. Amen. Everything. Amen. When I left that truth in my life, I don't wear a dress which I dedicated it to him. He gave it to me. You understand? Amen. You don't know what they deal with all those dresses they are hanging in the market. You when you when you go, you buy, you wear, you don't even talk about Jesus. No, 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 no. The Bible says, a man of faith shall live by his faith alone. Mm-hmm. I don't live by the standard of the world anymore. You understand? I get me my dress. I say, Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you for my dress. Lord, sanctify this dress. I put it on. <laughs> you understand? Amen. That dress will not bring evil spirit. I will not sleep at night. I will not do it. <laughs> I don't want that type of a thing. So I have to use Jesus. Amen. Along with Jesus, get everything. Some of you in the restaurant, because of people watching you, you don't even pray before you eat. You begin to eat. But you, you, you do not know that idols are watching you. Look at those idols. Yeah. They have eyes, but they can't see, but they are watching. Because of, they are the devil. The demons are what we call idols. Don't mind those things in, uh, with red candles. They are nothing. But what is behind them? Demons. And you are sitting before them, you are eating. You don't ask Jesus to cover that food, to blend that food. Paul said, you have to receive everything with thanksgiving. Amen. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Before you eat, you wash your hand and you say, Jesus, bless this food. Sanctify it for me. Mm. And then you begin to eat it. No idol will ever cross when you call Jesus. Amen. <laughs> they will run away from that place. Immediately you say, Jesus, sanctify this food for me. Mm. Who is the idol to come in heaven? Mm-hmm. It's if you are eating, you didn't sanctify it. Do you know what they did? Do you know that when they are killing all those things, they, they pour the blood to their idols and call the name of their idols? Mm-hmm. So we have to live by faith alone. Amen. The Bible said the righteous shall live by his faith. What is faith? Faith is the word of God I hear, which I want to do. Amen. The word of God I hear, which I want to do. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to do it, it's no faith. It's useless. Mm-hmm. That's why James said, faith without work is dead. So mm-hmm. I have to do it. Mm-hmm. The word of God I had, which I want to do. For example, I had that if I receive even food that is sacrificed to add, if I receive it with thanksgiving, it will not help me at all. Mm-hmm. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. You see how our faith is strong, Amen. very powerful. You see that some Christians who are blaming God, they are doing a wrong thing because God has given us a constitution, the Bible, that explains our benefits and how to get it. It's all there. Yeah. How to live. If you want to know how to succeed in everything, read the Bible. It's there. Mm-hmm. When they ask Paul, yeah, is it good to go to, to go to the to the restaurants where there are idols to go and eat there? That's what they ask Paul. Is there? Paul says, if your faith can carry you no problem about it. Mm-hmm. But if somebody who has lower faith is watching you and is angry about you, 
doing this. Yeah, stop it because of that person, not because of you. You can survive it, no problem. But because you you may cause him to fall because his faith is so weak, there are people who used to go to the hallows to preach. We used to teach them it's a good thing to go there to preach. But you have to be careful. If the younger ones are are watching what you're doing and they are not sure that this is right, and they are thinking in their heart that oh. This brother, I think that is a the strong brother, he's doing all this. Eh? Oh my god, oh this church is not good. This church is not good. You think you will ignore that because you are doing what is right? No, you can't ignore that because you are killing the child of God. By doing what is good in a wrong way, you are destroying somebody. So if somebody living with you who is not to your faith is saying, Oh, this is not good. The Bible said, don't do it because of him. If I can do that in any other way, I'm living with somebody, his faith is strong, he said, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yes, we can do that, right? But if he's arguing and say, oh my God, this is terrible, don't do it. And the Bible said the same thing with food. You have faith, you don't care anything. You go there, look at all the red, red candles are there with their idols, ugly idols, and everything, you are sitting before it, Hey, the brother is seeing you and say, Oh my God, this man, you are eating in this place. Oh, oh. The Bible says, Because of him, his faith is very, don't eat that place. If it does not matter to him, then your faith is already sanctified. If you eat it in the name of Jesus, you are fine. So that's what we are talking about. When you read the Bible, you will get instruction about the right ways of doing everything. Whether it is relationship, husband and wife, relationship, children, your children in the home, relationship with friends and relatives, you have to search for the answers in the yes. word of God. Mm -hmm. And when you get there, you apply them. That becomes faith. What is faith? The word of God I had, which I want to do. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. That's what faith is. If you don't want to do it, forget it. There's no faith. No faith there. Yes. See, faith will tell what it takes. It will just die. But if you do it, it will germinate. It will bring life. It will say, it will prove itself that this is the word of God. You see that. So that is very, 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 very important. Now that we have known one thing, that God is willing to give master keys to people, and now the master key is in the hand of Jesus, and Jesus is for us. Amen. So we also have the master key Amen. we have Jesus. Amen. Now, how do we work with that master key? That is the question today. The Bible revealed that this thing was a mystery. It was covered. It was a knowledge that was covered. Now it is made available to us that Christ in us is a hope of glory. What that means is that everything that glory will come out in your life. Christ must be involved in it. Everything. Whereby you want glory to come out. Everything you want glory to come out in your life, bring Jesus in. Hmm. That is fantastic. That is wonderful. Let me check this before I finish this one here. In that Romans, in Romans 8, 
Let's check 32, whether it's still there. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Romans 8, 32. Oh, wonderful. Can somebody help me read it? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all oh, things? Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Can you answer that question? He who did not spare his only begotten son and gave him freely to us, how can he not with him? With him. That is a key word. With him. Not when you abandon him, you, you say, hey, it doesn't work. With him. It's like a friend, closer than a brother. Go anywhere with him. How can he not with him give us all things? Did you get that? With him. So if I want to go out, I have to go out with Jesus. That's why Moses said, Lord, if you will not go, I will not go. Amen. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. You see that? With him. Together. God is so good. If you understand this, it works. Understand the principle. It is like when you go to the bank and you want money, but you are not you're not filling the forms they give you to fill. Fill these forms. You say, no, 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 give me my money. I have money in the bank. How can they give you the money without following their own rules? Mm -hmm. When you go to the bank, they give you a form. You fill your name. You fill everything. You feel how much you want to get. You fill. You sign your signature. They will have to prove that this is you. Then they give you the money. Mm -hmm. but if you go there, and you said, no, I, I have money here. Please give it to me. I have money here. Then when they look at you, they, they say, this person is mad. So everything has a way to do it, right? Amen. There's no doubt that you have, have money here. They're not doubting you. But there's a protocol. protocol. The same thing happened with computer. If you don't obey the protocol in this computer, it will not work. It has protocol. So that is what we are talking about. That is what gives you access to the key of the If you know the protocol, if you know that in you, the answer is already there. Jesus in me is the answer to all, all things. Because that is the hope of glory. Christ in me, the hope of glory. That is one of the strongest scriptures I have seen in my life. Amen. That God brought the answer, not in heaven. He didn't keep it. That's why the Bible says in the book of Romans, He said, Don't just say, Oh, who will go to heaven for all to bring him to bring the answer? Oh, who will go to the deep to bring him up and bring the answer? The word is Niagi, is in thy mouth. That means that Jesus is here, it is what is in your mouth. So if you can say it, if you can pray it, if you can tell him what it is and do it then you will get it Amen. because he says he who has given you his son his only son how can he not with his own son give you all things mm -hmm. that scripture is so powerful how mm -hmm. can he not with him whom he has given to you mm -hmm. that means that jesus is a gift to you that is the answer mm -hmm. that is a in fact, if you say, I have had headache, oh God, God, I have had God will say, why do you have headache? I have given you the answer. I have given it. Work it out with him. How can you have headache when you have one? You can do like this and say, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, headache. Amen. He will hear, he will hear already. How many people believe that Jesus is in their life? Amen. See that? So, if you have Jesus, you have the answer. 
Mm. Tell your neighbor if you have Jesus, you have the answer. Yes. You have the answer. So walk with him. I make Romans eight thirty-two your scripture as well. Walk with Jesus. That's what that place is telling us. Don't keep him behind and say, "Oh, I'm a believer. I can do it." And you're using your own word. If you leave Jesus apart. And when you say door open and door we refuse to open, you say, Oh my god, why did, why did but if you walk with him along with him, say in the name of Jesus, I command you open. Amen. The door will mm. open. Because every door he has that name, Jesus, Yeshua. Mm. In Hebrew it's called Yeshua. Yeshua, Yeshua Hamashiach. Jesus the Christ, Jesus mm. the Messiah, Yeshua. Yeshua means salvation. That's what it means mm. in, in Hebrew. Salvation. Salvation. Anywhere you need salvation, Jesus is the answer. We have done a good work. We have seen the Old Testament, how the key was given to Eliakim. We have seen in the New Testament how Jesus is holding the key now, and how the same person who is holding the key is our best friend. Mm -hmm. Can you tell somebody, Jesus is my best friend? Jesus is my best friend. He is called a friend that is closer than a brother. That is the middle of best friend. A friend who is closer than a brother. That is the middle of best friend. If you see somebody who is not closer than your brother in any way, don't call the person best friend. I see some of you when you see meet somebody for the first time in the internet. <laughs> You have already named him my best friend. How do you know? How do you know this fellow is your best friend? You just see his small picture. <laughs> uh, you have to be careful. You have to be careful. Because we walk by faith. You know, you are a woman of God. Woman of God, walk by faith. The Bible said that the righteous shall live by his faith. Remember that also. Remember that. There's a different way I will live from the unbeliever. Mm. The unbeliever will still tell lies. That's how they live. Mm. But I don't live that way. Mm. I will live by my faith. Amen. See that? Amen. What is my faith? What the Bible says. If I hear it, I do it. Amen. That's how I will. So I want you to understand these things clearly so that you know that you have the key already. You have the key already. Don't go looking for the key of the You have it in you. Amen. Christ in me is the hope of glory. Hallelujah. That's the answer. Finally, wow, I love this one. This is powerful. In Revelation 3.8, God made a statement. Let's, let's read it. Can somebody help me read it? Yeah. Revelation 3.8. I know your words. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut you. For you have a little strength, have kept my word and have not denied my name oh hallelujah Amen. somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah say i have an open door i have an open door if you have jesus you have an open door Amen. jesus is the open door of god so so now look at what the bible says he said i know thy works behold i have said before thee an open door Mm. Remember it because the truth you do not remember may not be your own. You understand? You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. It, it has to deal with knowing. You know, when you know it, it comes, it works. But if you forget it, then the darkness comes. It is like you know, a lamp when you when you put the fire in it, then the light 
and overcome the darkness. Mm. When the light goes off, the darkness overcomes it. Mm. You see that? Mm. When you know it, the devil will not touch you. Yes. But if you keep on forgetting, that's why the Bible in the Old Testament, I went to Israel, I, you know, when you go to Israel, you go to the, the West Wall, it's called the Welle Wall, you will see the Jewish rabbis and the other people, you know what they are doing? They put their hands on the walls, they are chanting, they are praying, they are praying. They are telling God his promises, promises. They keep on telling God his promises. You think they are wasting time? No, they are not wasting time. How many nations do you know in this life that has defeated Israel? How many nations do you know in this life that has suffered like Israel and remained a nation? Mm. Small nation of Israel like that, you can, in one day, use a car and cover the whole of Israel. Mm. But their worst enemies are surrounding them like, you know, they are like just a sand in the, in the ocean. Mm -hmm. All the people, they are so angry, they want to kill them. They want to destroy all of them if they can have a chance. Mm. But yet, they cannot. Mm. Do you know what is giving them? They know who they are. They know the, their connection with heaven. They know their connection with God. They have made mistakes in the past, but now Israel is sharp. When you go to that place, you see their rabbis. They cover their head. They are chanting. They are crying to the Lord to defend Israel. That day when I came there, they saw me. They asked me my name. I said, Daniel. When they hear Daniel, wow. They, they started praying for me. They started praying for me. They started praying for Daniel. Daniel, 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 Daniel child of God. Daniel. Daniel. These people can pray. Prayer warriors. So the answer is prayer. Mm. Prayer. Mm. Your enemy can never, 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 never defeat you if you know how to pray and mm. call upon the Lord. Amen. Your Amen. enemy is wasting time. Mm. They will defeat you. Mm. When you pass, they will just mock and they will talk nonsense and they will talk. Mm. It. When you appear, they will run away. You become the lion. You understand? When the lion is not there, all the animals will say anything they want to say. But when the lion comes <laughs> and roar, they will hide their faces. Mm. I'm telling you the greatest thing you have in this life. Hear me, those listening by the internet. The greatest thing you have in this life is this simple statement that was made in the book of Colossians. Christ in me is the hope of love. If you know what that thing means, Paul said that it was a mystery that was covered in all the ages. Mm. Abraham did not know that much. Mm. He was thinking, the Bible said that by faith, he was thinking about the day he will see Christ. Mm. By faith. He didn't see him face to face, but Jesus said that he saw him in Isaac. How did Abraham see Jesus in Isaac? That very day when he carried Isaac to go and sacrifice. Mm. He tied his child and took a knife to kill him, just like what happened to Jesus on the cross. Mm. And heaven shouted and said, don't do it, mm. and gave him a lamb. Jesus said, your father Abraham saw my days and was glad. Mm. That was the day I, Abraham saw Christ. Mm. And because of that, Abraham was blessed. But do you know that Jesus did not live in the heart of Abraham like he's living in our hearts now? Mm. Jesus is living in your heart and your heart is sanctified if you are a believer. Yes. And you are a believer. Mm. So we have Christ in us. Mm. That is why when Paul said Christ 
in you, the hope of glory was covered in all ages. They didn't know it. It was darkness. They didn't know it. But now, when Jesus was crucified, the curtain, I say the curtain, the curtain was blown apart from top to bottom. Amen. The hindrance, what covered that glory was removed. Yeah. When that curtain was torn, the glory came into your heart. Amen. So we are, we are living in glory. Amen. I'm telling you, that's why Peter said the suffering in this world will be nothing compared with the glory to come. Amen. If you are suffering, just mm. be consoled. Because so make sure you're not suffering because you're a thief or you are mm. you are meddling into people's affairs. No. And if you are suffering because you are a child of God, you have told yourself you don't want to do the sin of this world, and because of that, you're suffering, rejoice. Amen. Rejoice. Because greater future is coming your way. Amen. And that is the word of God. Then look at where my sister read here. I know thy works. The Lord says, For what you have done, I know it. But that is not why He's blessing you. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. This is what we call destiny. Open door, your destiny. What God has chosen for you before you were born. You didn't work it out. It was not like a, a mathematics. Only how it happens is that when you come to know Jesus, you say, Jesus, and for you, you surrender. Jesus begins to work out every other thing in your life. It's called destiny. What is the destiny? We had a little bit of our destiny when we read Jeremiah 29 and 11. He said, it is good and not evil. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Your destiny is good and not evil. Your destiny is God's assignment for your life to give you a future and hope. To remove everything that will hurt you and hurt you. And make every crooked ways to be straight for you. Yeah. That is what your destiny is. If you have Christ in you. Hallelujah. And you have him. Now, this is the final place we're going to read. And then I'll, I'll pray with you. It is in Matthew 16, 19. You know what happened in, in 18? Peter identified Jesus. But Jesus asked the question, who do men think I am? Most of them were answering the sense. Some men think you are a prophet. Some men think you are Elijah. Others think you are Jeremiah. Others think you are Elijah. You know. So they were thinking that he was one of the prophets that had come back again. And Jesus asked them, but you who have been following me, who do you think I am? They kept silent for a long time but peter stepped forward and said thou art christ son of the living god and mm. jesus blessed peter peter answered well mm. he says peter your answer did not come from the flesh it was my father mm. and he now said thou art Peter." that means a rock you are peter a rock mm. and he said on this rock I will build my church, and the gate of hell shall not prevail. Those words are very powerful. You are the church. Peter is the church. I am the church. You are the church. Every believer, we are bricks, bricks in the church of God. We occupy space. 
Then the universal church is all believers together, the house of God. Mm. Somebody say amen. amen. But look at what he said in 19 of that place. Let somebody read for me. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you use on earth will be loosed in heaven. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Amen. We don't know how to use the key. Is by speaking. Mm. Somebody say amen. 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 Before you don't know how to use it, but now you know it. It's by speaking. By speaking. If you speak, if something is not good and you say it is unlawful for this thing to be, and I stop it in Jesus' name, that thing will dry and will die. Jesus told us how to use it when he saw a, a tree that did not bear the fruit. And he said, nobody shall eat from you anymore. Mm. And that tree withered. If something, there was a time, I've done it many, 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 many times, both in Nigeria, where I was living, and here. If I'm living in a place surrounding, you don't choose what will be there. But if evil is there, don't be afraid. Don't say, oh, I will not live, live near this place because there is something. There is something there. No, you are a child of God. You can kill that thing, whatever it is. When I lived in that place, that was in Nigeria, there was that very evil occultic signboard facing, facing my window. <laughs> and whenever I open my window, I see this thing. I don't like it. Oh my God, why, why do they put this thing like there? So, but one day I was not filled with the spirit and I said, Now, in the name of Jesus, I come against you by that holy name. Be thou removed. Do you know, honestly, this one, to, to my surprise, just three days later, they have removed that. The disciples have been there for a long time. They removed it. And this one, I was going to Chunkin Mansion. You know, I don't normally go to that place often, but you know, that very day, I wanted to do some photocopying, color photocopying. So I went there. Oh my God, when I was coming to that photocopying shop, we'll see their idols. The idols was kept in front there. And the idol was not small, very huge like that. All the place was red. No, 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 I can't, I can't accommodate this one. And I was saying, well, this just troubled my spirit. You know that? When I kept, it troubled my spirit. And when something troubles your spirit, that means that you have to say something. You understand? That's, that's how to know how to fight. Amen. Fight when the spirit is fighting. Amen. When the spirit, when your spirit is grieved, then release, release the war. Mm. The moment my spirit was grieved because of this ugly thing, I spoke. I said, "I said this is I will never see you anymore. This is the last time. Be thou removed in Jesus' name." Mm. Do you know? I'm telling you, this one is in talking. The next day, I was here. They have removed that. Amen. <laughs> so look at how this is work. This is work by the Holy Spirit. Mm. That is what. Romans 8, 32 tells us to do. Mm. If God, who did not keep his one and only son and freely gave him to you, how much more? Or how can he not, along with him, give you all things? Amen. Somebody say amen. 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 Have you gotten the answer today? Hallelujah. Clap your hand for Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.